Okay, welcome episode 12 of the official Arbroath FC podcast. Usual suspects with me tonight. To my right, Jamie Cadman. How are we doing, Jamie? Welcome, folks. Good to be back. Good show. Been about a month since uh, we've we've got together. Last one was a Valentine's Day special. It's yeah. A long time. Still wearing my flowers. <laughs> Self-raising. Oh, hey! Near my age. To my left. How are we doing, Herman? I'm doing good, thanks. Good to be here. And our special guest tonight, we've got Yassine Bell Ben Elmani. Uh, we'll just go for Yaz for short, will yeah, we? That's for sure. That was easy oh, for right. you, sir. Thank you, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> usual thing, we'll review the last three games. Uh, just that's one since the last the last podcast. Find out a bit more about you, let the fans get to know you a little bit. Um, and just whatever else happens, happens. Perfect. Uh, so we will rewind the clock back to Cove. You remember the Cove game, Farmer? You would have been a hospital at that. 18th of Feb. Yeah, hospitality there that day. Uh, Gesso, Andrew Sterling, uh, Starfresh, Arbiki, get, his, get the sponsorship in there. Yeah, good good day out there at uh, the hospitality. Football-wise, uh, I couldn't think we were anything startling against Cove. Uh, but it was the start that was getting better. Uh, we trailed 1-0 for a wee while. Uh, we got the late goal. So I think that was... It's pretty much all I can say about it, to be fair. Uh, uh, I think, for me, I didn't think we're that great in the first half. No, no. Um, I'll go as far as to say maybe the wrong formation. Uh, I prefer Hetherington in the middle of the park rather than out, out, in the, out, out wide on the on the left. I, w- I wasn't going to bring that up, but I suppose since we're here and we're speaking some of the fans' opinions as well, when we saw the team line-up, it was, it was a shock. You've got Yaz on the bench, you've got Bobby on the bench, and then you've got a central, no right-sided midfielder playing on the left. But again, I think we covered it before. There's obviously a method in Dick and Pink Madness when while they're setting their team up and that they spoke about it. For me, it didn't work. I'm like you, JB. I don't mm. think it worked. Uh, I, I do think the subs at half time coming on like huge that, difference, huge impact well, subs. You must have recognised it wasn't working to do that at half time. So. Do you think it was more of an experiment or something? Maybe it maybe was. I mean. There'll be, there'll be days as me I'm no I'm not what I say I'm a manager but I couldn't understand how you could leave uh, that boy Shane near day nine again because he the right back he's, he's, he's sitting there you need to push him if no you're going to let him Mark him look good and I think we did I think the first half we made him look very good because we, we couldn't have pressure and he wasn't again the second half and he had to contend with Bobby and, and Yaz pushing against him but he started to get game in fairness uh, the, for me, the man of the match was, I've forgotten the boy's name now, but it was that, the Cove Rangers player. Oh, I'll come to him, I think he the was. defender, the big defender. Uh, yeah. Aye. I can't uh, remind his name uh, either, but to be fair, he had a good game. Something, I can't remind. Oh, he's good, <coughs> very good, and he coped well with what he did. So that was it. I mean, to come off of there with a draw, actually, I think that was good, it was a start. I think that's what we I needed. I think for me, that game, it was more important not to lose it than it was to win it. Uh, because if we'd lost that, we were really kind of probably up against it a wee bit but we've came out of there no worse off no better off but no worse off um, than we were what's it like coming on uh, in, in a game like that Yaz? Um, there's obviously pressures coming on because uh, you know that you want to get a result out of this game and it's an important game because uh, every game as of now is a cup final and that is someone we're contending with because they're in and around us and we really want to be above them so coming on I think all the us players coming on, we just wanted to go out there and, and win the game or try to Im- apply ourselves correctly so that we can get a win out of the game or a draw at least. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it was it. No, no, half time it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. No, it was no, no me now. I thought they yeah, were. Was one, 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 I think they were one up. They, 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 they no, no, they scored second half. I'm sure. Is it second half? Right, it might have been. Right, yeah, right, you, right, you'll, right, you'll, right, you'll, right, you'll right, know more about it than Fermat, That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's fair. We were behind it even the second half. Yeah. We went one 0 down, but uh, we got a good response out of it anyway to go one one. And to be honest, I thought I felt like we could have won that game. That's easier said when you look back at it. Well, like we say, changes at half time seem to turn it around. What did Dick say at half time to you? Did he recognise the first half wasn't good enough? Um, I was I was warming up really, so I, d- I didn't go in until I got the call that you're coming on. So when I went in, I just got ready and got changed. But he didn't seem too happy with how we were performing first half mm-hmm. and how we were playing. And uh, he's quite honest and he's critical as well. He'll tell you if it's not good enough. And I felt like we gave them too much respect because they had a lot of the ball in the middle. 
and there was not much like uh, there was too much space for them out wide as well but he recognised it and he changed it yeah, that's, that's all you can do yeah. do yeah absolutely and then on to the the Partick game after that Aye, Partick game uh, I, I had to watch it in the telly because uh, I was uh, away for a weekend with some friends it was in, in, in Danoon of our places alright oh, okay. uh, but I watched it in the telly uh, I thought actually <laughs> I thought we looked quite good we started very well uh, and we were unlucky to go up quite early on uh, they, they had Gaston had a great save early on after one of their lads it was good uh, so yeah I thought I thought we were okay and then uh, and you you were just unlucky you had a shot I think it was in the first half you had a shot was saved with the keeper of yours yeah uh, you were pretty unlucky with it to be fair nil uh, nil uh, second half I thought we looked actually I thought we looked brilliant I agree uh, it, was, it was a great second half uh, Bobby was on there as well getting it a wee bit of, I, think, I think one of the things that I like to, to see when Yaz and Bobby and, and probably especially Bobby because He's, he's the crowd canes him and that but it's, it's great to hear a lift of a crowd when you get guys like Yaz and Bobby on a ball and they're going to be driving attacking players the crowd lifts so I, I heard that you could pick that up a wee bit on the commentary so uh, it was good we were, I think we were very unlucky not to win that we were the definitely the better team Baldy hit the, hit the woodwork twice didn't he? aye he did. and, and Tom, Tom O'Brien had a great 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 move earlier on uh, later on as well he was doing the well this corner doing here uh, he, he challenged me, he ran out of steam at the tail end, he did the else with the book to, to get, but I mean, things like that, showing effort and that, that, at that stage in the game, that's what I'm wanting to see, and I, I was very, very positive with that. Yeah, I think the second half is probably one of the, for this season anyway, one of the better performances we've had at, at a home game, because our home form yeah. lately hadn't been that great, but that's I feel that's just starting to turn now for us. I think so, I think, I mean, I, I really think it was... It, it, even if you talk Cove, we weren't a brilliant in the first half. The second half we were we were far better. But we've improved every game since then. Yep. And and to be fair, probably every minute, if I'm honest, because we're again first half we're maybe starting a wee bit intentative. But that's because we've had so much bad results. I think the players is probably a wee bit nervous and they went to make a mistake. But once they start playing, they forget about it and they play their own game. Uh-huh. And that that for me is showing the longer on a game goes and I'm hoping really hoping it's just a matter of time when we just get that wee bit of luck that's supposed to the keeper says it mm. sometimes it'll just go the other way that's it. do you feel that as a player yes you're under pressure from the get go like it's when the whistle starts the game do you think yeah there's definitely pressure because um, we need to win games and it's important for us every, every game is important but um, as a player I do feel like sometimes you tend to play something safe and not take a risk sometimes just because you don't want to lose the ball or yeah. you know, be out of position and they counter us or whatsoever. So it's definitely, you feel it. But once the game gets on, gradually you start just getting into the game and you just, I think as a team, when we play with confidence and we're all united, we play so much better. You know, yeah. everyone having each other's back. Instinct takes Instinct over, yeah, isn't it? Over, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing, just play your game. Play your yeah. game, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's always difficult because people when they're in this position in teams they tend to think it's just uh, it's a dogfight it's every yeah. battle but really the team that's playing football and actually goes out there confidently they tend to win I think the games and get themselves out of the position so yeah, it's going to be a bit of everything effort and skill and brains it's yeah, all going yeah. to get you out there yeah. not just not just throwing yourself at it yeah yeah you've got to be clever don't you yeah, got to be, they've got to play their own game yeah. I mean they've been they've been bought they've been picked it's up to them to get it in pitch and to do it. And if they can relax and play, you can and know what I mean. You can yourself. If you're winning two or three nil up, you'll play bars that you wouldn't have before and they'll come off because you you you're relaxing it. Sometimes you just wish it folk would do but it's the well, I do it and even in personal lives and what business like you you're frightened to muck that mistake, sir. Yeah. That's why I don't do anything. <laughs> it's well known that yeah. by the way, Jim. <laughs> well known. And then the last game, the rookie little travesty game. Well, it was a game of, they say it was a game of two halves, that bit of football, but it was certainly a game of two red cards, only way as far yeah. as I could see. I'm not sure Dick will get the same, uh, rescinded the same yeah, as the yeah. keys well to do. <laughs> Dick's got for him, doesn't he? 
Dick, well, <laughs> I phoned a game, Dick said it was a 12 pointer. So He's uh, never been able to count. No. <laughs> <laughs> he he can't one. <laughs> uh, we start, I thought we started very well. The, actually, when, I, when you saw the team line up before the game, you're sitting there looking at it going, oh, this is set yeah. up to be quite good. Mm. Thought it was looking good. I thought we started very, very well. I, I, I was really impressed. Then the red card came. Well, you can say what I like about it now. It yeah. was never a red card. Yeah, it was out of his pocket yeah. before he'd even got there. And, it was, and he was, it was I mean, crazy. Aye. By the time he got to the incident, our defender was like 10 yards further beyond. Yeah. It was like, of course he was covered. I think, uh, I heard Pink's after speech thing as well, you can, on about it. I don't want to just say too much on, on Pink, in case they get into trouble, but he was 100% right. I mean, the yeah. boy was on and he needed his card out of the pocket before oh. the boy was in the ground. Didn't even think about it. Ah, it was like uh, he was delighted to do it. And again, it just lets you see how the rules are with red cards and, and how, mm. again, do it in interpretation. Uh, so, that, that went against us. So we're up against it straight away with no. 10 men for up for And so early game. on, I. Yeah. But I thought we really played well, and I'm going to have to say it. For me, man of the match was Baldy. I thought Baldy had a tremendous game. I'm now going to put him on an eight. <laughs> <laughs> we were a running argument about who I, I really like Baldy and he wasn't as, as convinced as me but yeah. he's coming round yeah yeah I, th- I thought Baldy was very good I thought Tom was brilliant again McKenna and Ryan Dow I thought they were standouts for me everybody else was good mm-hmm. but well, they let's, were let's ask an expert no offence what do you think Baldy do you think he was good that game yeah I think he's a, he's a you're good, an expert man. good player but I, he can offer more he's got a lot more in his locker yeah. you see that's a man that's got the same opinion as Fairman I tell you that he's needed a wee bit of time you see so again rewind Fairman Keynes you done it <laughs> so Fairman's saying he's an 8 and he's saying he's better than an 8 essentially <laughs> uh, the red dick dick sitting in the stand to be fair I actually That's another meme that will last a, f- a few oh, years. Aye, that. Be, I've not seen too much I'm going about. Let's hope it Have you seen it? Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it outlives the Jeezy Peeps. Don't let me get Jeezy we might, Peeps. We might, we might come on to that. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it. So I think for, for me and talking to other fans and, all, and, and looking at it, I've not seen too much of social media because I'm off it. Uh, but I think that we're a far better looking team than we've been for a while more settled we've had good games before but now we've, we're building up and out well the defence looks settled doesn't yeah, it I, I like defence has never been a problem last season anyway. but we've, we have let in a lot of goals though I, I think we're getting hard to score against yeah, yeah well that's right one thing I will say against against Hamilton and, and, and I know being critical uh, I just I didn't think we were going to lose a goal but I still couldn't see how the goal was coming for it. And I know we're playing with 10 men, mm-hmm. and we're up against it, but I just still couldn't see how the goal was coming for you. I can't wait to get Big Sean back on. Like, yeah. I think he's... The guy with the thighs. The guy what's with the, the thighs. What's, That's the, a what's the latest? Is, how's his uh, injury? Uh, he's training now, and he's, he's, doing, he's doing well. He looks sharp, so... Yeah. Um, I think we'll see him back soon. Anyway. Yeah. It, will he be? A, I'm not saying because you don't pick the team. I know that, but will he be available for Friday? Or um, not sure. I'd like to think so. Yeah. From how he's been training and he's been consistent in training in terms of he's trained every day. So uh, you'd like to think that he's fit and ready now, and he's not got any problems. On Fantastic. What's your What's your opinion of his thighs? His thighs. Yeah. yeah have to miss that question out there. <laughs> I don't look at his Bell thighs. Bell's got a big crush on his thighs. It's a bit legend in it. My player will There you go. Laugh. It's a bromance. You've not even met him. He's <laughs> a fine specimen of a man. Like. <laughs> Once he gets that winter green on it. <laughs> so we've had a spate of the Friday nighters. We've got another one coming up. Aye. Morton at home. Aye. I think that uh, relatively comfortable why we're playing. Uh, Morton, they're not going to break. Well, can, we've been their bogey team. Mm. They're not going to change anything. So that'll be a good one for us to build our confidence back up. Is it live on BBC again? Must no? be. I think there's mm, must be out of four. Sure. I think. I think must be because this will be our second uh, second live one. So it's well, good. I, I think we'll win. I see him score both his goals in 70 odd minutes I think so we'll go for him to take one in 70 odd minutes <laughs> there you right go uh, for me I, I think it's a winnable game as well 
Um, looking at the season, I know we're talking about oh, it's nine cup finals left and, and all the rest of it. If all the in my, in my head, the way I'm trying to sort of rationalise it is, if all the other results equalise out, you know, so yeah. if, if we get beat as long as Cove and Hamilton get beat, we've essentially got Cove and Hamilton at home, win those games and we're safe. The rest of it almost doesn't matter as long as it equalises out. Yeah. I think we could be safer before then, but that's that's the way I'm looking at it now. I'd, lo- I'd love to, I'd love it to pan out a wee bit like that. I think Hamilton are poor. Hamilton's the worst team I've seen play this season. I- annoyed that we didn't beat them from when we were down there. Uh, so, as much I- as I think, s- I think Hamilton will be bottom. Cove will be in the playoffs. As much as you said earlier about Hamilton not looking like scoring, I didn't. Um, I brought them look like scoring. I didn't think Hamilton did either. They weren't going anywhere. So I agree with you. Like they were pretty. Poor. The only bit that's strange about that. Did you watch the game? I did actually. Aye. <laughs> I must have been the only game you've seen that season. Two. Give me a break, man. Sorry. Sorry. Jesus, man. Avid. Avid watcher. I know. I mean, you're right. They probably. I thought Hamilton were crap. I don't, to be, to be perfectly honest even, even the manager getting interviewed wasn't too happy with it like. I mean I, I think so we've got Morton on Friday and then we're on next week to Queen's Park Queen's Park's a nothing game it means freebie it, it yep. means nothing Absolutely. they're sitting for the oh, they're well up but again I think if we just keep going as we've said before the league's tight we're going to get a run at some point as well doing it now and then we've got Air United after that it's far too much Friday night games do you like Friday night game, Jazz? Oh, I love every game. I don't mind, but a Friday night is something new. I've never done a Friday. Before. Is that right? Yeah. So this be your f- presuming you're playing. Would this be your first one? I've had another one. Yeah. Mm. This will be like the second Friday night game that I played. Usually but at Gayfield, have you had? No, 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 never. So yeah, first one. Mm. So, usually it's the Saturdays or midweek. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Ah, Friday night under the lights is good yeah. here. It's nice. It's, it's uh, to be fair, I quite like it. It's warmer as well for you, so oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's over, I'll tell you that much. Well, what about yourself? Obviously, everyone will know we tried to sign you earlier on, October time, whenever it was, free agent, and then, you know, there was a bit of complication in red, in red tape. How frustrating was that for you as a player? Going, you know, we had the photographs with the scarf and all the rest of it, and then talk, talk us through how that came about that you must have got the phone call to say, Nah, it's not going to happen at the moment. No, if, uh, I was actually sitting in the, the hotel here in the town house and I was supposed to get a text or a phone call to come to the game because I was uh, meant to be involved. And um, I got a phone call that the, your contract, there's something wrong with like the registration with FIFA. They didn't want to give me international clearance. And I hadn't known why, so I went and inquired. And to be fair, Pinky told me that it was because uh, I had played non-league last season mm. for a few games. But I had no other choice. I had to keep fit, so yeah, it's yeah. the only thing I can do. So because I'd done that, they changed my status from professional to amateur, and only uh, professionals can sign outside of the window. Ah, uh, right, okay. An amateur player can only sign uh, within the windows. So uh. to, to be fair, it doesn't make any sense to me because then uh, competition of getting signed is more difficult because that's in the window is where professional athletes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so yeah, it didn't make any sense, but. They were still keen and, and and happy to do something in January if I was still available, and uh, I went back. I went to one or two other places to just train and keep fit. And then he had been speaking to me throughout the whole time, and I felt like I had a, a good relationship with Pink. Yeah, someone who's trust trustworthy, uh, honest, and uh, a good person. They all have good fundamentals about them. They all want the team to do to do well, and they look out for each other. It's like a proper family-run club. Yeah, and I felt like this is a good place for me to come and play so I wouldn't have chose anywhere else to be honest And so when I come here I was delighted that I could get it done eventually in January it would have been nice earlier but things happen yeah that's, that's what it is and we're delighted that you hung out, hung around and, yeah. and you're with us now anyway that's hey. good you've, you've been a good addition I mean like your performance against Dundee really let people see what you're up against yeah. what, what you've I need to get back to them performances that's one thing I've, I've said to myself I want to be in and amongst the goals. Yeah. And I know, like we said, we're in a dogfight or however you want to call it, but once we, we start winning games, I, I think we'll have a good run. Yeah. You start seeing the best of players. Your debut was obviously against one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. Probably one of the better stadiums in the in the league as well, to be honest. And you had a blinder. 
um, against Dundee. Yeah. Um, what, what was that like for you coming coming into something like that and and having that type of game? Uh, it was it was fantastic to be honest. I was I was happy to come and and to be fair, when I knew it was my first game, Dundee, I was it was something that, that fired me up. I wanted to do well against yeah. a, a bigger club, uh, a team of their size. So everyone knows Dundee. So when we played there in the stadium, it was quite quite busy. Quite a lot of people came to watch, and. Uh, the boys were up for it as well and I think sometimes you know when when top or second play against teams that are down lower they, they don't give them the respect they deserve yeah. and I felt like they might have done that a bit but we obviously done what we had to do on the pitch and we got the result out of it and it was fantastic Brilliant. it was good what was it like in the dressing room afterwards? Because it was a great victory for us. Yeah. First time we beat them there since 1979 or something like that. Yeah. Probably before you were born. Yeah, before I was born, <laughs> definitely. Um, no, it was, everyone was buzzing. It was a good atmosphere. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't nothing like winning a cup final or anything like that, but everyone was happy that at least, look, we've got a win now and things are going to start to change for us. And uh, I think with that, that spirit we had in that change room at the time, is what we're carrying on right now so we're, we're looking to just do the same thing over again and get we need to get these wins consistently and uh, like you said we're looking a better team now yeah because the results are okay they're draws but at least we're consistent in the sense we're not conceding goals and we need to score goals but we're not conceding and i think if we can do that not concede and then add the goals to it we're going to win these games yeah Un- is it unbeaten seven away is it I think. Oh, you'll know that you're the stat man. I think it's someone like that. So yeah, I'm turn, surprised. If you can turn the Gayfield form around there. Eh? I'm surprised. We do better away away from home when they sack. Yeah, it's at the moment. Usually, yeah, yeah. usually yeah. you perform better at home. But it's only at the moment, like you said. How have you found it here in our growth? Just because you're living, obviously, in the town. How's, how have you settled in? It's nice. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's quiet, quiet town. Uh, to be honest, uh, I haven't got much to say because I don't get up to much. Right. You, you'll see me at Tesco a lot. I go to Tesco. I think that's like my night out, Tesco. <laughs> Not in the gym. The amount, yeah, the amount of people there that see me and they're probably thinking this guy comes in here like four times a day. Don't know what he's doing. I'm just going to Tesco, get something, go home. It's like it's a routine. But there's, I don't get up to much apart from the gym and uh, train, stay at home. Are you doing your own cooking? I am, yeah. I am. No, it's not great. What kind of stuff do you eat? Oh, you wouldn't want to eat me. <laughs> pot noodles? No, not pot noodles. You've got to get my size, mate. I've not had any like flavour in my food, or so I need to start like watching how to cook or something along those lines, but it's been pretty plain, like pasta, stuff like rice, fish. But I haven't had meat in a while, I've just been eating fish to be fair, so... No, it's been all right. If you like fish, it's a good place to stay. <laughs> How does it compare? Where, where, is, where would home have been for you then? Uh, London. It is London from itself. Yeah. Which part? Shepherd's Bush. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, from West London. I was born in Chelsea. Uh, been in West London my whole life, really. So who did you grow up supporting then? I was supporting Chelsea, to be honest. Just because I was born was there, I said, you know what? I support Chelsea. Yeah. And I stuck with that, but... I've got like Fulham QPR is the closest stadium to me it's literally like right, a five okay. minute walk but I've always supported Chelsea I've, I've liked them from young were you them as, were you, were you uh, on the kids team there the, the, no I went on trial there to be fair from non-league right. so I went from a team called Lewis in Brighton and uh, I don't know non-league it's like Raven Prem or I don't know what they call it up here equivalent but I was playing there and uh, I'd done quite well and then I went on a few trials and uh, I think it was at the age of 20, 19, so it's not really heard of before someone yeah. going to clubs like this, but it was the last trial I went on. So I went to QPR beforehand, and um, they had a game against the Chelsea on Friday, and they didn't want to play me in that game. And then my agent told me, look, Chelsea want you to come up, and you train with the first team. If you do well, you play against QPR on Friday. So I just ditched QPR and went to Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I went there, and I trained, and then played on Friday, and then ended up staying there for about two and a half months and then from there I just moved to Newcastle so I tend to find myself further up north all the yeah. time so yeah who was around in the che- in your Chelsea days any of the names that are st- would yeah, still be yeah, kicking so around now in the the 23s team that I was playing in when we played against uh, Middlesbrough and Everton it was like for Kyle Tomori Tammy Abraham right. Casey Palmer 
Charlie Colkirk, Ola Aina, quite a few players were there that are playing now at a decent level, good level. And uh, in the first team, I can't remember exactly who, but I just remember Diego Costa giving me the chop of my life at the time. He chopped me and I was stuck. I didn't even know where he went. But, well, yeah. On the pitches yeah, as he just went through yeah. you? Yeah. No, not, not went through me. In like, chopped me as in like he, he sent me for, to the shops. He, he went to shoot and just <laughs> chopped the ball. He didn't shoot. And I was like looking over thinking, where's this guy gone? <coughs> but yeah, apart from that, I did Dead, uh, I can't remember who the manager was. As well. It was Gus Hiddink. Gus Hiddink, right, okay. yeah, right. He was a manager at the time. Uh, it was a good experience, you know, coming from non league and not growing up, coming through the system. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, eye opener because you see the, the level and how high it is. Yeah. The professionalism. It's every every player's dream, every kid's dream to be in an environment like that. Because oh, instead of coming through the academies, you went with the contract to remember a guy's name. I've got it written down like uh, Godfrey. You went to his, yeah. school of, his school of football or something, exactly. Well, it's not a school of football, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I went to, he used to do um, uh, sessions once a week. He's an agent, so he's my agent. And um, he'd do sessions uh, once a week and look at players. So whoever wanted to come and, you know, showcase themselves in front of him. And he has quite a few contacts. So if he thinks you're good enough, he'll send you to, to a few places. So at the time, you come um, up uh, when I was younger, I went to him, but I was a bit overweight, so I was a bit chubby. So he told me, "Listen, to lay off the kebabs, and you can come back another time." <laughs> so I went and got myself fit, and I came back, and uh, he was, you know, happy with what he saw, and he said, "Look, I think you've got a chance, but you need to do this and this and that to, to get there." So he said, "Go into non-league, you know, learn how to play with men, because it's important. Because uh, even when I went to to Newcastle when I was playing twenty threes, the difference between." men's football and 23s is massive yeah it's like uh, you know there's so much more on the line there's three points there's uh, a lot of things it's physical and everyone wants to win it's not really as much as 23s where it's about development and you know playing the right style of football so when I went and played for Lewis it was a eye opener as well because non-league the pitches weren't fantastic they weren't great so play like myself who wants to dribble sometimes you find the ball jumping up in front of you Tackles flying in everywhere, you know, wet, coldy days, the cold days. So, yeah, it was a good experience, and I think that's kind of improved my game as well. It's nurtured me in the way I play now. I know how to to deal with these conditions and yeah. physical players, and how to move it up quick. But he helped me, and he's he's uh, all credit to him as well because he stuck through with me as well. When I've had my my downs, he's been there, and uh, only right he's there when I have my ups as well. You fell out, didn't you? Did you not lose contact for six months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we lost. But what happened there? I was um, at Barnet, to be fair. I was at Barnet when I was uh, under 18. The manager for the first team was Edgar Davids at the time. Uh-huh. I was there and um, he took me to Barnet. And uh, he wanted to... I played against Watford. Uh, I scored two and they told me to come in the following week. But I'd never been in the academy system in my life. So I wanted to stay at Barnet because I was thinking that is my... I don't want to risk losing yeah. this because mm. I'm impressed here so I might as well stay here and he was telling me listen I don't know what you're doing but you need to leave Barnet and come to Watford because you've done well enough you might get something there and if anything you can just go back to Barnet so I just said no I don't want to do that and I stayed at Barnet and we've like lost contact I was speaking to other agents uh, I signed with another agent who said he could do stuff for me but nothing come, come through and then um when I left Barnet, I said, you know what, I think I, I owe Godfrey an apology. I gave him a call and uh, I gave him a call and I spoke to him on the phone. I told him, look, I apologise about what I, how I dealt with things in the past. It's just I didn't want to lose something that I, yeah. I thought I had, which I did eventually get it. But I didn't want to lose that opportunity because I'd never <coughs> been in an environment like that. So um, he took it He took it lightly and we, we met up, he came over. Uh, met my parents and he said look I'm gonna, I want to I still believe in your your son I'm going to help him out to see what I can do he was talking about Scandinavia at the time or whatsoever but then he put me into non-league he actually took me back to Watford played in a game for Watford I'd done well but they weren't they didn't do anything and then he told me listen just go non-league play games and I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll move on to the next step and you know he stuck it out with me to be fair we speak every day and I've got a good relationship with him so it's good was he the one that got you up here? Yeah, he got me up here, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he spoke to Pink and um, 
he got me up here and then Pink called me. The first time Pink called me, I'll tell you what, we spoke for about half an hour. For about 25 minutes, I couldn't understand anything. But now I'm starting to figure out how the accent and everything, so it's all right. But yeah, he got He's the well-spoken one out of the two of them. But I was struggling with the Scottish accent, but now that I'm, I'm up here, I pretty much understand a lot of things, so I can understand. How do you find the, the infamous Gayfield conditions? You know, you were talking about yeah. the different conditions and things like that. Yeah. It's, it can be fairly torrid up here. How have you found the conditions out there? Um, it's, it's not ideal. It's not great. <laughs> you know, I just got to be honest. It's not the, the best conditions. Me and the players, sometimes we have a laugh. We say as soon as it turns three o'clock, someone's going to turn the turbines on and the winds are just going to... Uh, that's what it's like, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, as soon as it touches three o'clock, the winds come on. And... Um, it's it's difficult to play in it, especially for other teams. But I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out whether we play long balls in this weather or we keep it on the floor. You don't know what to do, but it's sure, not that bad. It's not that something that's gonna stop us. Hopefully, this Friday is all right. Absolutely. Yeah. Night time's better. Is it better? Yeah. <clears throat> so afternoons are no. Yeah. I don't know. I think as soon as the crowd turns up and whoever's controlling the wind hears the the chance or whatever, he just switches it on. <laughs> yeah, it's well known. It's well known. So, no, no. no, I was just going to. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a wee bit. So next next season, you, you signed for the season till the end of the mm-hmm. season. What's what's the ideal scenario for you? And I mean, we'll no be we'll no be offended if you say you're looking to get back down south or anything like that, because that's I understand the pool at home. But I mean, what's your thoughts and plans? I've I've, I've been asked this question quite a bit, but I'm. I'll be honest, every player wants to play as high as they possibly can. But when you find a home somewhere, sometimes it's mm. just like, oh, I want to stay here, this is where I want to be. And if if it was to be a club to take me somewhere else, you have to be something that will just, you know, everyone, it makes sense to everyone, even the club themselves will be like, this is the right thing for you to do. But as of now, I haven't really thought of it in that, in that sense because I'm just looking at every game as it comes and uh, the situation we're in. And trying to get out of it and then I've, uh, I said to myself when it comes nearer to the end of the season you know that would be the right time to make a decision and if they if our role for me to stay then we can talk about it then. talk about it then but if not it's whatever it is I just want to play football and enjoy mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and that's really what it is it's a catch 22 because we want you to score a hat-trick in every game at the end of the season but then <laughs> you won't stay here yeah, exactly uh, that'll be that'll be lovely I've probably still uh, you know what I would stay because if I'm scoring hat-tricks here <laughs> so, you know, I won't move anywhere else we'll, we'll be moving higher but um, nah, no, we just have to see how it is I mean it's like I said it's a lovely club the fans everyone's a family here uh, even you can see with yourselves how you lot of just bubbly warm characters everyone's uh, no one's stressed out here it's, it's a nice place to be and I you know, a lot of players would want to come down here. And if Arbroath has the same run they had last season where they were in contention oh. to go up to the Premiership, then it'd be a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have to see. You've been called the man with the magic boots, primarily because of the, the tricks and things like that that you do. So yeah. talk us through the whole stunt double for Ronaldo Neymar I know you've probably told the story a hundred times yeah. but for those that haven't heard that um, um, just before you go it's no stunt double he's a skill consultant skill consultant <laughs> <laughs> you know what I prefer that one <laughs> um, I was actually uh, my mate he's got like a, a YouTube channel and he gets a, a lot of players on there to, to just demonstrate their freestyle skills or skills yep. or whatever just knocking a ball around kick ups around the world whatever and um, one of my videos went viral and it caught the attention of uh, someone that has an agency that his name's Andy Ansar and uh, he has an agency where he choreographs and has directors that work with big brands like Nike, Adidas and he just uh, choreographs the commercials and directs them at times and tells the players how he wants the, the, the video to be the advert so on these uh, adverts, like you see the face of the players, but yeah, yeah. the majority of the time, the players are only there for a short period of time. So <clears> in front of the cameras, the cameras, they need someone to be doing them skills, like repeating them over and over again so they can get it right on camera. So yeah. when the player comes, 
it's all prepared it's like okay this is a setup this is where you need to be this is what you need to do and uh, they needed me to demonstrate the skills and sometimes do them on camera as well in front of like Ronaldo or Neymar so I was fortunate enough that I was able to meet them as well and, so you were showing them what to do yeah yeah so are you responsible for Neymar's diving no I'm not responsible for that but I was showing them what to do yes yeah. so they literally it's funny because I'll be dressed up exactly like them as well like their names on my back and everything and uh, Andy will be like alright Ronaldo this is yes yes Ronaldo not that I need to know that but they tell me go on demonstrate the skills for him and it's like like a movie set up like you've got all these cameras everywhere green screen room and massive three, two, one, whatever action and I'd have to go through like four or five players just doing different skills and they're, they're all acting as well so they're diving in and yeah, flying yeah. in and everything and uh, I got quite good at it in terms of uh, Andy would just tell me yes uh, this is the setup. just do whatever skill you want to do and I'll tell you if the other players were able to do it or not <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the same yeah. was, was there anything that that you showed them that they couldn't do yeah there were some skills that were too uh, I think maybe too difficult for the scene yeah. but I was just thinking of the adverts that I used to see like Ronaldinho and all of this on Nike and yeah. they used to do some things which were just crazy so I was just trying to make those try to recreate them sort of moments and uh, some things were just too like over the top it's like it's not realistic it's yeah. bloody I'm, I'm trying to do things that if I did it at Gayfield I'd probably get booed off <laughs> <laughs> if it comes off they would probably yeah. love me but yeah and what about the guys as people did you get any time with them to sort of get a chat with them or that or um, yeah, I, sp I spoke to, to to Neymar quite a bit just we, we played two touch he showed him some skills and he was telling me to show him one skill that I do and I showed him it and he was just practicing it with me and uh, but apart from that not really much conversation you know they, they come they watch me do what I need to do and then I'll just I sit around in case I need to go and help them do something and then they just fly off so for example if I'm there for five days they're there for about an hour and a half yeah do they come with a big entourage yeah with their entourage with like their people whoever their agent their PA, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Ronaldo obviously yeah, hairdresser yeah. and everything. Yeah, so you. So yeah. this was in England when this was. No, no. So they fly me out. So oh, yeah. I'd be when Neymar was at Barca, I'd go to to Barcelona, uh, Madrid for Ronaldo. Um, I went to Italy quite a few times for some other players. I'd done uh, the World Cup adverts were in in um, Barcelona as well. They uh, recorded it there. So I'd fly there and be on set for the majority of the day and. A nice hotel everything's looked after so it was a good opportunity and I'm grateful for them because it helps you at the time as well because it's, it's income as well when you're trying Absolutely, to pursue a football yeah. career and, and it, you could do something for five days and you'll be alright for the rest well the, the month or two months yeah. to just carry on training by yourself until an opportunity arises so it's good it's fantastic it's quite, it's quite a, a thing to be showing two of the best players and the most well known Absolutely, players in the world yeah. football skills to be fair Nervous? Pretty cool. Uh, with Neymar, with Neymar, sorry, with Neymar, I was shitting it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was shitting it because he's someone that I, had when he was at Barcelona, and well, he's, he's famous for his skills, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, his skills are uh, they're ridiculous. Of some of the stuff he does, I can't do them myself. But it's crazy what he was doing, what he does. And so when I saw him, I was thinking, yes, you can't fuck it up. You got like two takes but usually it's a one take I want to do things in one take and his one was the the most difficult one I've done and it was the first one so like it was for one of the the boots night boots and I had like a, a helmet on my head with like 20 cameras and then I had a spider camera behind me that would I have to be quicker than that spider camera which is following me from behind right. and there's players flying in and I'm I had to beat about seven players and, sh and then put the ball in the top corner so when they brought him out, and to be fair, the people around, there's like 20, 25 people that are working on set. When they see Neymar, and they're all shitting it. Yeah. And I'm the one that's got to demonstrate it. I'm <laughs> shitting it too. You know what I'm saying? That's brilliant. That's great. So uh, it was, uh, I, I done well though. I, I got through it in the end, but after I was, I was nervous because uh, I look, sometimes you think to yourself, you look back at you like, mate, am I a clown? Like he was there. They got me doing these skills. 
They've even got me tattooed like him. I've got every single <laughs> tattoo that he has. I'll show you a lot of picture at the end. All his tattoos, I'm wearing the Neymar shirt and all of this. So if I f-, f this up, then I look like an absolute fool. <laughs> and I've been here for four days running the same routine. So <laughs> and did you yeah, mess yeah. it up? No, no, I didn't no, mess it <laughs> up. No, 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 I didn't mess it up. Nailed so at the end, I was, I was actually um, quite relieved. And his agent was there at the time. He even came and spoke to me after. He's like, do you, do you play football by any chance or whatever? I told him who I play for. But I think once I told him at the time that I was playing, I think I was an older shot. I don't think he was interested after that. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's some people go there that don't actually play football, just do the tricks? To do, yeah, there is, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. But uh, you you find quite a few of them that have, uh, people know me because it was out in the media that I've done this stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of players there that have actually played at a good level, like League One in England Championship. Okay. And they just do it because sometimes it's, 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 it's work at the end yeah. of the day, but it's yeah. also a bit of fun. Yeah. You know, you go over to these countries like uh, Barcelona, Madrid, and you're put in a nice hotel where everything's sorted for you. And you get to experience that level of meeting a player of that caliber as well. Yeah. So it's, it's good. If you're, if you're making a lot of money as a trick player on YouTube, you're probably making more money <laughs> than you would be in the championship or something. Yeah, yeah. No, to be fair. Um, the money that they they they'd make on set is, is I mean it's nothing equivalent to what someone at the top of the championship yeah, a proper yeah. player but I'm saying they they used to play there so uh, when they come out of football yeah. it's like uh, they might be playing in like conference or something yeah. like that national league they just go do this and uh, you know make a bit of income for their family as well so it's good. Which which keep you up record? I've never done that in my life. No, what's yours? One. Oh, one. <laughs> I thought about that again. 70, 80 maybe? Yeah. 70, 80. No, I should try that one time. I thought, thought, I thought you'd try guys with a head. But you're going to try and beat 70, 80? 70, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we went and did it now, but look if I did dead. <laughs> you mentioned that one of the tricks that, that you do is, is with a cup. Cup? Yeah, did you say you, you played with a cup? No, where'd you hear that one? I thought that's what you said earlier on there, no? No, no. All no, right, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I play with a cup, I'm <laughs> no, no. I've, I've never done a trick with a cup. All right. no. I was just going to get you two. That was all. I thought, yeah, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I'd heard you say, "Oh, yeah. we do little things with cups and that." No, no. Clearly, I misheard them. No. Once it got me is when you see um, Maradona back in the day, you know, keep me up to a golf ball, an orange and everything. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Just, it's just crazy, like that's ridiculous. They just throw it down, and yeah. it's like it's nothing. Yeah, that's crazy. I was. I actually asked them. Um, Andy uh, answer about Ronaldinho because he's worked with him a lot he told me this guy is whatever he the ball and him are one mm-hmm. if he wants the ball there wants it here whatever he just does it like yeah. so casually he doesn't need someone to be on the set with him and be like a skills double because he is a double himself yeah. he can just yeah. do everything himself and he told me he'd just be like okay so what do I need to do and he'd tell him you need to do this this that okay from your ball just does it first time everything how good would that be? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. ah, it was good. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I think he's got more. He's in one of my favourite Nick adverts. I like when he did it. Like, I see a lot of uh, clips of him on YouTube. Yeah. Like the things he does with a ball is just amazing. No, it's crazy. And you, the, the way they, they play is like with freedom. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they're so relaxed and they express themselves. And most of the players at the top uh, in football, they all have that, that about them. That's the definition of the beautiful game, isn't yeah, it? That's, that's the, what we were talking about earlier on. If you're relaxed, you play the game. No, you do. Yeah. You play, you play better, and you get the best out of your players like that as well. And I'm sure our bro, the fans themselves, would like to see a player that is expressing himself mm. and and is coming off as well. Because I think when you're playing professional, that's the most important thing, and that's mm. why those players are at the top because they do express themselves. But it's a benefit to the team because yeah. as an end product, it. And then, not like my, my bloody shot in the handball. Easy peeps. You're viral, mate. You're viral. What do you think? Got futsal. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, sorry. You played futsal. Did you ever think in playing it at the competitive level? Because I mean, I, I know a couple of guys that actually do play it. They're Bulgarian. Oh, yeah. And, and and he's making a living at it. Right. Uh, he, he was a is that the stuff in the cages is that what that is no, no it's, 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 it's an indoor a, 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 a right. size 4 bar right. like it's, like, it's, it's like 5 aside on speed right. yeah, no, the a hell of a speed a hell of a run yeah, the ball doesn't bounce either uh, a lot of the Brazilians and Portuguese 
they all play this from young. So when they're young, from like five, six, seven, eight, they play futsal because it improves your technical ability quicker. I think right. it's so short sighted and, and yeah, people think sometimes it's about skill, but it's really movement off the ball and doing one twos and stuff like this. And um, but I've never actually thought of having a career in in futsal. I've always wanted to play a level aside football mm-hmm. and be a footballer. <coughs> Has Kev Middleton taught you a skill that you've not managed to master yet? <laughs> he is one hell of a coach, you know. He's, he's actually a very good coach. Yeah, yeah, what we know. Funny, yeah. We like, we're we're fans of Kev. Yeah, he's a lovely guy as well, but he's got a bit about him. Sometimes he'll be doing some shooting with us and uh, he'll demonstrate it. The, the shots are not great, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, but his run-up's good. His run-up's good, the shots are great. That, the idea is there, the idea is there, but... <laughs> No, he's he's a lovely guy, and uh, you know he's, he he makes his sessions very technical as well, which is enjoyable. But it's it's it's, it's all good. You touched on the fact that in the skills consultant role, you you got a little bit of sort of well reasonably well known. Would you say you were more well known for that, or being more well known for the man that launched the famous catchphrase now of JZPs? <laughs> <laughs> you're loving it look you're loving it oh, he's not happy so I have a word with him to be fair have you actually spoke to the guy no Scotty no I the commentator I, I mean I don't know when I saw the video and I heard Jeezy peeps <laughs> I didn't understand what that meant do you think that was a compliment no I was just thinking like <laughs> what does he mean <laughs> so I went in and I was like I come in the next day and my mates have <coughs> Our players at other teams that in Scotland were sending me the video saying, Yes, are they trying to put you on smoke? It means like, are they trying to take the piss out of you? Yeah, yeah. I said, What do you mean, bro? And I looked at the video and it's got like 3 million views or something on TikTok <laughs> or Instagram. Speaking out of all things, I mean, yeah, the free kick wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It didn't deserve that. It didn't deserve that, but I see other clubs stop. Like putting the, the recording over yeah. their footage as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But geez. it was a windy day, the ball just sailed. I can tell you're not just overly enthralled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just, <clears throat> genuinely, I was like, I come in uh, to training and I asked Louise, I was like, Louise, what does this mean, Jeezy Peeps? And she was like, to be it's like a, a way to say, oh my God. Oh, for yeah, God's yeah, sake. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, so why has it gone viral then? I don't understand. And you just see it everywhere, but you know what? Credit to him, innit? He, he took advantage of the opportunity. That's it, yeah. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were in Edinburgh at a pool place, um, and there was two young kids playing pool, and one of them missed a shot, and the other one went, Jeezy, beeps. I mean, it is, it's literally uh, yeah, everywhere, yeah. isn't it? I've had my nephew, I can send him a dream. So, well played, Scotty Strachan, well played. Yeah, you've done well, Scotty. Yeah, Our lead now is a t shirt with your face in it with Jeezy beeps underneath it. I oh, yeah. can't have Scotty because he's no bonnet. <laughs> if we're getting paid, then it's fine. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's actually done well. He's gone viral to the point where I'll phone my friend and he'll say Jeezy peeps to me on the phone to take the piss. But you know what? It's fine. I'll get him back sometime. Oh, well, he'll be in, he'll, he's bound to interview you at one of the because he'll do some of the, the, the after yeah. the game stuff in here. So. Where you have the post. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, aye, that's he's, got, he's got a few of them uh, one-liners yeah, yeah. like that. On, on the futsal, uh, one of you guys, I, I was, I've was watched a few games of it just on YouTube and that there. Do you think it would benefit football to adopt some of the futsal rules? For example, every time there's a break in play or the ball goes out, the clock stops and then you get to go in. Do you think that would speed games up a wee bit actually or do you think it would? Yeah, I think that would help stop people from wasting time as well. Time what, wasting what they're doing rugby, isn't it? The worst thing in football. Well, I, I think it's a rugby, rugby that go on through, don't they? Slightly different rugby is it? And then just the clock goes on till the bargain's out at the end. Aye. You can put his foot all the bargain's out for a throw in and stop the clock. And they don't start it again until the, mm. t- the bargain's out. Or there's a break in play and stuff like that. Just stop and go. Well, apparently, it's football, they only play one hour. You only play 30 minutes each half of the ball in play. Is it? Yeah. Out in 90 minutes, it's on average, it's 60 minutes. I've heard that, to be fair. Figures like that. So they're, they're thinking. There's a big cry for it now, actually, after the World Cup in Qatar to do 30-30 halves and do stock clock every time the ball goes out. 
Yeah. And you're not you're not making the less of a game. You're still getting the same game. I think I think it would be more intensity. More intense, yeah. <coughs> but sometimes I think, you know, when you try to change it too much, you take the beauty of it away. Yeah. And I, I to be to be honest, they do add like additional time, maybe like three minutes or or four minutes at the end of the game. But at times, you know, when you're maybe losing, you don't want to be someone wasting time against you, but. When you're winning, sometimes you do want to waste time. So, <laughs> well, Qatar was, I think they averaged nine minutes out of doing each game, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. The other thing you can do is just book folk for time wasting. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's no, they don't really do that, mm. but they started just stamping it out. My two boys, I've got boys that are 19 and 20, and they don't watch football now because no. they're, they're fed up of it. They're yeah, just fed yeah. up of folk. Fall on their father's footsteps. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're just fed, fed up the last either. 10 minutes of a game because yeah. the ball's just the folk are just falling about you know if they're 2-0 up or whatever yeah. time wasting it just gets annoyed no it does it does I could have, it's getting worse I've, I've been there so I know how it is, it is annoying but it's um, the idea of like stopping the clock it's, it's, a, it's a good idea but I agree with you in a, in a way because it can it can speed up the game and you know there'll be no more complaints about oh, the ref why is he doing mm. this yeah. or whatever so it's, it's a good try something yeah. like yeah something's got got to be done about that but have to see you, you were on you, you spoke earlier on about your dad coming and telling you can you have to stop this football now can you're 19 you've not got a job etc have you thought did you ever at one time think to go and do something else or were you always 100% confident in your ability to get picked for football you, you lot done your research I'll tell you that much but no yeah. they lot didn't I did <laughs> yeah. can, can we keep that in <laughs> you lot done well you're going to start telling me things I don't know about myself but no I, my, my dad's old school he's uh, he came over from Morocco and you know he knows that everything is that hard work you've got to work hard in life and he wanted me to, to study and do something with my life in terms of be educated and have a degree or whatever but my dream was to always play football and um, like you said at 19 whether I, I believed in myself or not because some people would deem it too late if you've not been in the system I'll be honest I, but I didn't give a shit I thought I was in it I was in the make it I'll be alright because I'd look at other players and I'd look at myself and I'd think I've, I can offer just as much as they can I just need the opportunity and if I do the right things and I'm working hard you can't beat it something or something will come through and I think that's a lot of things, uh, a lot of players that are at that age where they think maybe it's too late or whatever. You have to be realistic with yourself at the end of the day. You've got to look at yourself and think, can I do it? Am I good enough? And do I know the right people? Is there someone that's willing to help me as well? Because that's just as important as being good enough. You need to know who's working for you and who's yeah. talking to uh, clubs. But I put in a work and I knew that if I got the opportunity, I'll uh, do well enough and that's it. And I've, I've always wanted to improve myself every day. I still do now. I want to be a better player every day, and I'm always eager to add to my game. So I had that that passion for it, and I didn't see myself doing anything else other than playing football. So yeah, I I wouldn't have given up to be honest. Even if I hadn't made it, I wouldn't have given up. Maybe at this age now, I probably would have said packed it in. But even when I say that to my friends or whatever, they would tell me. <laughs> You wouldn't have yes. We know you're so stubborn. When you want to do something, you won't stop until you've done it. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I stuck it through. And to be fair, now my my dad and everyone around me is supportive. They they believe that I can still do something, and it's 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 good to you know when someone says you can't do something, you prove them wrong. It's, it's satisfying, not just for for yourself, but it's also like for my dad to, just to see that look my son did say he's going to do it and he stuck to what he was doing he's, he didn't waste it so it's good what advice would you give we, there's a lot of the young uh, Arbro supporters watch this obviously because you know they want to hear us, us talk to the, the players and things like that what advice would you give to a young uh, a, a young fan that's that's also a player to you know keep them motivated or keep them going uh, type of thing what sort of advice would you give um, them I'd definitely <coughs> say to, to, ne to never give up you know, to, to, there's no, there's nothing good that comes from uh, from giving up on something that you uh, you love to do and something that you really have a desire to do as well. And, and football in itself is is a game of opinions. So one person can deem you uh, 
good enough and the other person could say he's not my cup of tea do you know what I'm saying and I've been in that position myself where I've been to places and I've had nose over nose and yeah, yeah it's not it's not a great, uh, great feeling because you start to think oh, when is it actually going to happen for me or is it ever going to happen but for the, the young guys out there just be you know take no uh, if, if the answer is no some places or someone says you're not good enough or whatever don't take it too deeply within yourself just carry on grafting and, and work hard and make sure that this is truly what you want to do as well and if, if this is what you want to do and you believe in yourself then and you work hard it's always anything's possible I don't believe in anything to be impossible and you just need to apply yourself every day and do the right things and if you have that belief in, belief in yourself you'll be alright and just keep grafting because it just takes one yes my agent tells you all the time you can have 99 no's but one yes is the one that can do everything for you takes us back to our Bally's days the difference is you never got a yes only 99 no's we were we we've got this we've mentioned it earlier on we've got this best chanter in the dressing room competition you're too bunged up for, for this yeah, evening yeah. To, to give us a little rendition I know you were really keen to do it um, but we will, <laughs> we will get you back we will get you back in and we'll let you also oh. but we are going to get you in to do some of your football skills for yeah, us as well fine. we'll get, yeah, get a little yeah, filming yeah, going yeah. on that we'll, we'll send that out for the fans as well uh, I know you've touched on Ronaldo you've touched on Neymar you've touched on Ronaldinho who's the, the best that you've seen live as a player yeah. Not out of those three, just out of anyone. He's about to say Bobby Lynn, is he? I'm going to say Michael McKenna. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, who I've seen live. Oh, that's a uh, good question. Maybe um, Ben Arthur. All right. At Newcastle. Uh, the first time I watched him was against Fulham. This is before I even have been to Newcastle. I didn't. Uh, get the chance to see like players like Adelta Raptor or anything live but I haven't been to many games live anyway to be honest um, but uh, just that one then just that one yeah. <laughs> it was just that one but no there's there's, there's a lot of good players out there to be honest I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head I know you said it was a good question but you've made it sound dog shit <laughs> no no it's a good question no. <laughs> well you're thinking it's a good question because Why? I can't answer it Ronaldo, but we've done this before I was the other Ronaldo oh, okay um, oh, you watched R9 live, yeah? Sorry? Ronaldo, Ronaldo not, not the one you've played, but the, the Brazilian Ronaldo, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ronaldo. R9, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. What was he like? Amazing. He was at the World Cup in Berlin, um, and he was incredible. I think it was Brazil against Croatia, I think, if I remember rightly. But uh, he, was, he was good. Do you think football is more difficult then than it is now? Or? Oh, good question. That's a stunning question. Yeah. I think we've made it more difficult. I think... For me, the, the part of the game that's changed too much is we've become too mamby pamby. Players fall onto the ground. Mm -hmm. and, and well, that's what we said earlier. No accepting a challenge, no, no getting in. The, the play gets broken up all yeah. the time with just the, the fake shit. stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I watched. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I watched a highlight research for this game, and there was a, a we, we got a free kick in here. I was embarrassed with it. Mm. I don't like it. It's a part of the game I just absolutely can't be doing with. It's people falling down for, for no reason. And also, they are growth. But you see clubs in the television where they could have done something with the ball, uh, but they fell to the ground and rolled the boot in the hands is how you can. They all can. It's like American football. It's like they're just trying to work up the pitch and get so tired exactly. and fall over and get a free kick. And you're like, yeah. no, I, think I think for me, that's a, a, there are so much other good parts of the game. Uh, I mean, when you look at it, the fitness level now is fantastic. It's just, it's just great uh, compared to what it was. But I think that the the skill levels that's shown with certain players is quite good in that as well. I think because of fitness, I think the pace of the game is much faster now much faster, than yeah. than it was. And I think balls and stuff like that make a big difference to yeah. that as well uh, compared to the old game. But then other things that you can the, the challenge, the conditions, the the weight of the ball in the olden days was difficult and so I'm not sure everybody always goes on certain players wouldn't last in this in this environment I'm not so sure some of the, the players in the olden days would have lasted in it's this, in this different eras isn't it 
Vice versa, though, you know. Yeah, some, <coughs> yeah, some players are now back in the day, they just got hoofed up in the air in the first five ah, minutes. I would say it was a, a harder man's game back in the day Absol- than it absolutely. is now. Uh, absolutely. Okay. No offence. Okay. We're, not, we're not saying you're soft. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you're all right. <laughs> are you doing a rant this well, evening? I've got a couple of things I need to cover. They're made, oh, right. They're made, they're made rants. Uh, one, of, one of the ones is actually, it might sound like I'm going to go at the club, but... Oh. <laughs> When, I'm, when you're no at the game and you need to watch highlights, mm-hmm. you get, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember what the game it was, there was seven minutes of highlights. Uh, and and that's all there was. And on average, I've been doing a wee bit of research, five to eight minutes is about the average highlights. If you get 12 minutes, it's a, it's a massive new. If you're not watching the game, it's difficult to build a picture of the game up and, and see how it is. And then you get five minutes of an interview with Pink or Dick, and then you get five minutes with a player. Now, it's fine to hear the manager's opinion and the player's opinion, but you really need to see me a highlight, so I'm wondering if, what other folk think, do you think we should be having a wee bit more game time rather than manager opinion and player opinion? I quite like hearing the interviews personally. Ah, I'm not um, saying you can't, but what I'm saying is, still hear the interview become a, I would like to see a wee bit more of the game. Change the balance a wee bit. I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, the highlights is great, but I would like a wee bit more of them because you're not getting a, you're not getting such a true picture. One or two of the moves, you just catch the move for the half a line they're going. You're not seeing a wee bit more because they're trying to condense time too much. I'd just like a wee bit, a wee bit more. Comment, right? Would you like that to disappear? <laughs> that's a yes from Yaz. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a yes from Yaz. Yeah. Uh, I, I quite like listening to quite like listening to uh, Fraser. I think Fraser's quite good. Scotty, Scotty. It comedy does not bother me actually. Uh, what do you think of the new stadium announcer? By the way, there's a new stadium. He's been quite good. I thought, like to be fair, huh? Been quite good. Uh, it, it, it's not an easy job to do to be a stadium announcer. Oh, it's a really hard it's, job. The guy's uh, doing it. It's, Killed. Nah, yeah. <laughs> He's great. No, I mean, the commentary doesn't bother me. You can get figured out, I like his commentary. Yeah. It doesn't actually bother me. You can choose to listen to commentary or You'll not. You'll never please anybody. I like the banter for commentary. Uh, so that was it. My other thing, I'm just, is, I touched on it earlier on, I'm just fed up with seeing players diving. I really am. Yeah. I'm just, it's beginning to get in my wick. Well, it's getting down all the leagues now. It used, oh, to, it used to just be the top league now. Terrible. It's, and and another thing that, that I really dislike, and I, and I would like it, and I'm guilty of this myself, is fuck here a go at the linesman and, and referee. Stop arguing, ah, as a player, stop arguing with it. That should be done with your captain, like rugby. The yeah, respect to the referee, and I think we would get a totally much better game. I totally agree with that. No, I think yeah. so as well. Because uh, I think it would be, if you can just respect the referee, I, if I wouldn't be a referee or a linesman anyway, but I mean, the mo- terrible decisions, fine. But, you but see also it, as well, a referee should be allowed to explain his decision without fear of retribution after the game like a manager. I'm sure the managers wouldn't worry about that. Anyway, that was my rant or loving, whatever it is you want to call it. I'm happy with that. We've finished with the, the, the big crescendo then. It's quiz time. The famous quiz. Mm-hmm. Oh. He yeah. shoots, he scores, penalty shootout, Yaz, so it's five questions, Jamie, I'll throw them at you. Is that uh, about football? It could be about uh, anything, 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 to be honest. Yeah. There's um, three about football. Right. <clears throat> You've no knowledge of football, did you say? No? Right. Right. What about if we just do a budget special then? What do you think is going to be announced <laughs> by Jeremy Hunt tomorrow? Let's chuck the quiz out and see how oh, you got on. Right, here goes. Um, question one. What ground do Chesham United play at? Who? Chesham United. He played, played for them. For, he played for them. I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Oh, no, that's a great start. The Is Meadows. The Meadows. It? You remember that? Nah. No, not a clue. All I know is Gayfield. That's it. That's it's the best one. It's the best yeah. one. That's question two. Done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is the oldest, Dick or Pink? It's Pink. It's the other way around, mate. Is it? Dick's the oldest by 
I thought Pink was about like seven, two minutes. Seven minutes. I read 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Dex the older brother. You're doing well, mate. You're doing well, don't worry. Yeah, right. And off, and off the post. Yeah. What is Arbro's world-famous seafood delicacy called? Smokies. Yay! Well done. <laughs> England always seem to foul up to a penalty incident at the World Cup. Woohoo. Uh, who missed an 84th minute penalty to go 2 all versus France and Qatar? Hurricane. Yeah. That's two. You scored two. Last question. This could be a bit before your time, but I'm going to try it anyway. Name the actor who shot to fame as B.A. Baracus in the 80s TV show <laughs> The A-Team and also starred as Clubber Lang in the movie Rocky Three. Sylvester Stallone. No, 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 not quite. Who is it? I don't even know. Who is it? Fermer knows this one, I think. Do you know this one? Are you not the odds? No, no, it's a genuine question. Mr. T. Mr. T. He knows that one. That's his name, yeah. Do you know the catchphrase, Fermer? You're talking about because you're four ain't getting no plane. So that's a bit before your time. So you d- two clubs in the championship. Oh, this is a bonus question. Bonus, bonus question. Two this is for the win. In the Scottish championships, yeah. name begins with the letter R. The letter R. So what's in the championship? Yeah, that you're playing against two clubs. There's only one, no? Which one's that? There's two. Ray Frobes. That's one. Yeah, what's the other one? Oh, it's a tricky one. Oh, bro. Oh, See, the boy's only been here three months. He came better than you did, Jamie. That's a reflection of his spelling. I was thinking of it. <laughs> crazy. Ah, the boy's done well. He's done well. Yeah. Two out of five, and then the bonus. He got the bonus. Yeah, we'll give you that. So I, think we'll give you that. I think he wins it. Absolutely. Good. Yaz, well done. Thank you very Thank much for you. coming on. It's been a pleasure just to get to know you a little bit more. Um, I hope you do score a hat-trick on Friday and your so. Friday night under the lights. Uh, for everybody else, Jamie, you anything left? Not a problem, mate. All great. Fermat? Just thanks to Yaz. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm Thank sure that you. people will get to like that and get to know absolutely. a bit better. And, uh, get behind us. It's another cup final on Friday. We'll see you then. All the best, guys.